Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. Well, from warm and sunny Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we ask ourselves the question, do we need an acerbic side to atheism? Do we... Is the grumpy side do, do, part of a part of the deal? Uh, uh, I'm I'm needed. I, I need to be here. <laughs> Make way for me. I'm grumpy atheist. <laughs> I deserve a place at the table too. <laughs> well, I don't think the question is do they deserve a place at the table? <laughs> do they serve a purpose? Yeah, I, I mean, have a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well. We'll be asking deep and rich questions about these. Please things. stop being angry at me <laughs> because I'm angry. Yes, <laughs> but it's not just about angry atheism. We're, at, no. we're we're asking: Is there? Yeah, we'll we'll be exploring some some fun topics. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound sold on the idea. Eh. <laughs> we'll do something. All right. Well, that's it. We're closing this thing down. Oh no! Don't say that. Okay. Well, then we'll keep going. I have something to cheer you up. You do? I think I do. Yay. Uh, so, apparently, Pope Francis... I've heard of him. Yeah. He he keeps opening his mouth. He keeps <laughs> saying stuff. Yeah. And he keeps coming up with stuff that gets people's attention. Okay. You know, like... Sure. It, normally, it's like religious-y stuff, and everybody's like, oh, hey, he's, he likes poor people. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, this time, he, ad- he admits that a gay lobby exists with inside the vatican korea wow yeah and by yeah. lobby we're not just talking about a really fabulous decked out atrium well they have those <laughs> they have plenty of those it is the vatican it, that place yeah it's it's set but you're saying that there's a group of 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 people inside yeah. the yeah. vatican yeah who are who are pushing for gay rights yeah well you know the the whole vatty leaks scandal right, right? Yeah. that happened while um benedict was still in right. office, I yeah. guess is a way to say it. He still was sitting on the Holy Sea. Um, <laughs> the old man in the sea. Or the Holy... Yeah. Anyways. Uh, he... Uh, he... Uh, yeah. So anyways, that all came out and there was like this, oh, well, you know, we don't know what's really going on. But like, Francis is just like, yeah, it exists. It's yeah, there. they're here. Yeah. Guess what? Well, you know, <laughs> you get you get a big room full of priests catholic priests you're gonna have some gays in there oh yeah you're gonna have mostly gay good chance because what, what what does a gay catholic do you either just choose celibacy and not get any like kickback from the church about it <laughs> or you choose celibacy and you get to be leader yeah hey i go for that yeah and you get to hang out with dudes all the time <laughs> indeed you do you know yeah so- seminary must be the glory holes that must exist in those seminaries. Oh, my God. I saw this priest coming back from Europe on my last trip. I was like, sign me up. <laughs> like, ooh, can I confess hey, something to priest. you? Hey, I think I need to confess hey, something. Hey, outdoorsy priest. What's, what you up to? Do you want to go for a hike? Yeah. But okay. anyways, yeah, so Francis is fascinating to me. He just keeps doing I th- this shit. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to his popacy. <laughs> Yeah, is is papism? Uh-huh. Cause, yeah. Uh huh. Because there's there's more to come. You know that this is just the beginning. Oh yeah, this is just the this is just scratching the surface. I, I later mean, later he's gonna be like, yeah, my best friends are are motorcycle lesbians. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. all that you know. Just so you know. Yeah, he's gonna be like, yep, the Vinci Code. 
Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I don't know who gave Dan Brown access to what, <laughs> but that guy knows some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, we will be learning more. We'll be learning more. <laughs> well, I'm going to go to uh, I, I heart Mike Huckabee. I don't. I, I, don't <laughs> okay. I don't really heart Mike. No. Huckabee. Who who could? Do you remember the uh, the, the movie I heart Huckabees? That yeah, came out? it's a fun movie. Anyway, I like that movie. Uh, Mike Huckabee. Former uh, governor of what, Arkansas? Mm-hmm. He, uh, he's he he's a peach. Mm-hmm. I I recently clicked on an I whenever an ad pops up on my Facebook that's like something Jesusy, mm. I instantly click it. Okay, for two reasons: a, I really actually want to see what they're up to. Okay, and b, it, it costs them a little bit of money, and I'm devilishly I take oh, sure. a small yeah. amount of pride uh, of pleasure in that. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, it was Mike Huckabee presenting mm. his new uh this isn't the story by the way, I'm just saying. It was oh. him presenting his new uh Christian uh uh animated series about how God plays into American history. Oh. The yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there's one there's one especially He's cute. got a character is he like a no i think I, like... I think it's four plucky time traveling teenagers who go and who go around through t- through time and find out about god and how he helped the founding fathers and how they prayed to him and all that sort of thing. oh here's yeah. these people here's here's this guy he doesn't even believe in god but god's gonna help him found our country <laughs> right exactly oh no he <laughs> believes in god don't kid yourself according to all of the guys that they hired to be their historians. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Mike Huckabee. So Mike Huckabee is busy producing quality programming. Oh yeah, but he still made time to uh, to tweet that he thought churches should give up their tax exempt, exempt status. Really? Yes, it's something that he's pushing now. Why? Because what, what, what reason because could he possibly give? They lose their religious freedom. They don't have the freedom to discriminate against all the right people. They don't have the re- the freedom. They don't have the freedom to tell people oh, who to vote for. Yeah, they're in bed with the devil, basically. They're, yeah, it's wow. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, baby. Yeah, pay up so that you can so that you just give it up willingly. So that you, I wow, I have I, a hunch. There's not a single church that's going to go along with this. I get what he's saying. I bet a couple do. I bet a couple are like, hell yeah. You think? Sure, why not? Because it costs money. It does cost money. A lot. They're, but, but, they're getting so much out of it. All of their buildings they don't have to pay taxes on. Yeah. All of their, you know, their pastors aren't paying taxes. It'd well, be nice. paying taxes. It'd be yeah. nice. That's a cushy position to be in. I doubt that anybody's doing it. So what's his point then? Well, his, his, I don't know. I mean, his point is that, you know, that that they're under the thumb of the government. The government. Well, they, they are. He said, quote, I think we need to recognize that it may be time to quit worrying so much about the tax code and start thinking more about the truth of the living God. And if it means that we give up our tax exempt that we give up tax exempt status and tax <gasps> deductions for charitable contributions, I choose freedom more than I choose de- a deduction that the government gives me that the, the government gives me permission to say what God wants me to say. 
also he he's he's saying that they just need to just ignore and they, they no they he's saying test. they need to give up tax exempt status and tax deductions for charitable contributions he's not saying that they should just say what they want to and let the chips fall where they may Mm-mm. no he's saying uh-huh. give up he's say he's saying if if that's the choice choose choose to give up the uh tax exempt status wow. okay which i think is great i find myself aligning with mike huckabee <laughs> the rare occurrence yeah there you go <laughs> me and mike i'll shake your hand on it mike oh well look at you you have a new friend i do and he's so cute he's Aww. got just a cute little smile yeah. looks like he might have murdered somebody you know well, I have a story that's from a similar part of the country. Oh, do you? Um, a part that we went through, actually. Indeed. In Tennessee. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, this is closely related to an issue that we that we kind of were thinking a lot about while in Tennessee, which is the whole Murfreesboro. Um, the mosque. The mosque. The, yeah. the Islamic center yeah. of Murfreesboro. Uh, apparently... The good, uh, the good bigots of uh, Tennessee aren't backing down. Um, they there was a, a public meeting on uh, tolerance uh, <laughs> oh, that that's not turned a into thing. a shouting match. Oh, that's not a good thing. Um, and so you had uh, Bill Killian, uh, the local um, U.S. attorney, uh, organized oh. the meeting. Um, he, he was he was up talking about hate speech. Do you get? Oh, okay. And, um, that it's not protected by the First Amendment. Oh, amendment. And um, and that he's that that you know there are things that you can end up saying that you might get could, prosecuted. Could get you for. into trouble. And so the people um, there uh, started yelling things like "traitor" while he was speaking, <laughs> and "go home." <laughs> serpent <laughs> um he kept going though even serpent. though there were hundreds of people yelling at him well they don't like tolerance there they're un- no they're uncomfortable with this with tolerance Not a, yeah they're very <laughs> uncomfortable with it then a muslim woman got up oh oh good lord oh, don't, she's, just don't, she's brave don't get up she's brave she should no. She's stupid. She heard what they were yelling, and then she got up. Yeah, Sabina Moyudin. No, you just cancel the meeting at that point. You just okay. I get it. We're going she home. She got up and she spoke and got got huckled. Of course, yes. Um, and she got uh, hucklebeed. <laughs> Hecklebeed. Hecklebeed. Uh, I- anyways, um. She says that um, that she feels she, that, that it was not a pleasant experience. Oh, um, there's a shock. But that uh, it, it. Oh, actually, this was another another woman. I'm sorry. This is Ramizia Suleiman who says this. It was not. If it was to scare us off, if it was to push us away, it actually did the opposite for me. Oh, she says. So she feels sort of this, and this is what happens. When people get into yelling matches, yeah, is both sides end up feeling stronger in their beliefs. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have to bring that notion yeah. into into our later conversation. Yep. But but yeah, I mean, basically, the talk about a clarion call. Yeah. Talk about a 
a rallying cry. Yeah. Each of everybody in there is going to go back to their to their own group mm-hmm. and be like, "You'll never guess what happened at this meeting." And the, the Muslims are going to be like, the stupid Christians were yelling at us and being all rude and dicks. And the Christians are going to be like, stupid, stupid Muslims and, 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 and attorneys are trying to tell us what we can and can't say. <laughs> Damn these rights that give us the right to be here. You can't take away what we want to believe. Look, just because somebody else the same rights to that woman over there with no, the no, head, no. head thing on. No, you're trying to take away my rights by giving her her rights. My, I have, how, how I have the does... right to hate speech if I want it. You uh, can't tell me not to hate speech somebody. I'll hate speech you <laughs> right up your face. Yeah, but this this is the kind of hate speech that he's talking about here. Is this? Uh, I'm sure you, you might have seen this. I saw it. Uh, it was a picture that got posted on Facebook, um, and it has a, a, a it's a picture of a man with one eye looking down the sights of a shotgun. Right. With the caption, "How to wink at a Muslim." Yeah, it went viral. Went everywhere. Yeah that's it's cute <laughs> that is hate that's that's a th- that that's that a threat is, that that's is a threatening threat. yeah if you're a muslim that doesn't feel very good no it i mean it's probably not in fact it makes you probably pretty it's prob- scared it's probably not entirely unexpected if you're a muslim in this country but it would be terrifying you don't want like your neighbor posting that no 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 dear god no <sighs> i'll tell you how to wink at a muslim Lift up your burqa and wink at them, yeah. or your veil or whatever. Anyway, uh, on to even darker thoughts for now. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Thanks, news. It's not me. Look, well, you picked it. Well, I didn't know I was going to be following all that nonsense. Here we go. Uh, Dateline, Virginia. Floyd, Virginia. Oh, this isn't going to be good. N- uh, it's worse than you think. Um, a guy, a a 30 year old man named Elder Guzman Rodriguez was sent. Not Mormon elder. Okay. Not elder in the sense of he's a missionary, but elder in the sense of that was his name. Really? I didn't know it was a name. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, his name is Elder. Uh, he was sentenced Monday in Floyd County after pleading no contest to first degree murder of his daughter, Jocelyn who was a toddler that he beat up claiming and he, he later claimed that uh so what happened was the police showed up at his house apparently uh the first deputy who arrived saw quote several hispanics holding bibles and they were standing on the deck of the mobile home the toddler's body was found on a bed uh in the master bedroom wrapped in a blanket without a pulse um, there were Bibles everywhere and other religious literature. Mr. Guzman Rodriguez told the police that a bad spirit had entered him. Mm. And he said that his daughter was, was gesturing. He saw his daughter gesturing to him as if she wanted to fight. So he punched her over and over. Dear God. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So he's, um, he's using the old, uh, temporarily possessed i'd like to i'd like to plead temporary possession your honor i would like to plead the devil made me do it (laughs) that's a terrible story dan yeah don't blame me so okay where are you going with it you brought it up 
I'm going did, with. Did I'm, you bring it up just so I would make a joke about temporarily possessed? <laughs> no, <laughs> this is my defense, Your Honor. No, I brought it, I brought it up because it's another example of like if you get if you're allowed to say anything about religion, suddenly like anything can happen. Right. I mean, you know, the guy's clearly sick, so maybe he would have beat up his toddler daughter anyway. He w- yeah, quite possibly he would have found any justification. Right. So, so if no, if there were no religion on aliens, the planet, on the planet, aliens, who knows what he would have come up with? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that, like, this is what happens. This is where people go. It couldn't have been just that I'm so sick that I killed my own my own daughter. Right. It's but this is what mental illness does. It gloms onto. Um, sort of the 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 memes, the big the big ideas of right. the time, right. right? And I mean, I'm no mental health expert or anything, but I have a friend who used to work up at the VA mm. and uh, the the Veterans Administration Hospital. Yes, um, for those of you who aren't Americans, right? Exactly. And um, and so she, one of the things that, and she worked in the psych ward up there, and so one of the things that 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 she saw over and over and over were sort of um these same people who were being brought in again cleaned up whatever but this one guy and this is salt lake city right yeah so of course it's going to be you know jesusy and quite possibly brigham young (laughs) okay so like this guy had some weird obsession with the brigham young statue downtown oh and he had this idea of and you may want to mute right now because of where this is going um, for about 30 seconds. That's all you need to do. Um, he uh, <laughs> he liked to do baptisms by feces and by blood. At the, at the statue? At the statue. He would strip down naked and he would, <clears throat> he would cover himself in his own feces and his own blood. Yeah. He'd cut himself and then he'd climb up onto the statue. And the last time they found him that she was telling me about, he was up there jerking off. Yeah, well, the that's how you finish your baptism, right? If you're crazy <laughs> McGee. But anyways, but that's the thing. If you're in a city where the big statue is of Brigham Young, then you get weird and obsessed about Brigham Young. I thought you were going to say in a that, place. I thought you were going to say that Brigham that he thought that Brigham Young was controlling everybody's mind. Well, I'm sure that that happens too because Brigham Young's sort of holding his hand out over the city, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a funny little short film. Yeah, yeah. The Brigham Young statues controlling everyone's mind. Yeah, well, it's very similar to a student film that was made at the Yale. Oh the, yeah, the, the Attack of the Killer Brine Shrimp. <laughs> the, anyways, it involves the, that same statue. But anyways, um, yeah. But you know, so he thinks he's being possessed by by some spirit because yep. that's the narrative that he's. Yeah, sort of I mean, in. he was clearly raised. Uh, very religious, probably Catholic, mm-hmm. judging by his Hispanic origins. Racist. <laughs> I don't think he was racist. You don't have to assume that. <laughs> anyway. It's a racist assumption, Dan. <laughs> mm. Well, he liked them Bibles anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's this is one of the roads that religion leads one down. <laughs> wow. Not a common one. No. But one of the possible uh, roads. Almost an unfair thing to say almost and yet not quite <laughs> bordering on getting close to and uh, yet not quite uh-huh. all right well um i've got a story uh f- this this still having to do with 
the, the, those crazy Catholics again, but this time from the, the, the Muslim perspective. Muslims aren't Catholics, Frank. And that's true. But um, they, they, the, certain, certain Muslims do like it when they have good um, relations with the Vatican. Um, I'm speaking of a group in um, Cairo. Oh, okay. At Al-Azhar, which is either a mosque or a university. I don't know. The story doesn't <laughs> tell me. Um, but anyways, an envoy from, from Al-Azhar um, it, it, sort of, um, they're, they're, they're saying that they are ready to, um, to, to mend these, these broken ties because, you know, Benedict said all sorts of crap about it, Islam and, and the pissed off a bunch of Muslims and, mm. and whatnot. Um, but what they want first from, from this Pope is that he needs to declare Islam peaceful. And once, <laughs> once he does that, they're willing to work on mending these ties. Oh, that's a, that's a fun one. Uh-huh. That's a fun one. By the way, Al-Azhar is a university in Cairo. That is connected to a mosque. All universities in Cairo are probably connected to a mosque. Yeah, exactly. But, anyways, I'm just I, saying that I'm just saying I looked it up. That's all. Yeah, and I looked it up too, and yeah. that's why I said it's either one or the other. Right. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, that's an, that's interesting. Uh, I I wonder if they would afford the same uh, pronouncement to the Christians if they would say, "Oh, Christianity is a peaceful religion." Considering its history, hmm, I don't I, know. I think you know. Okay, so if you're if you're the Pope, Frank, Pope mm-hmm. Pope Francis, okay, uh, would would you would you be willing to declare Islam peaceful? <sighs> I mean, we do know that the majority of Muslims mm-hmm. don't commit. Uh, horrible atrocities, but True. that doesn't mean that the that the religion itself is peaceful, right? I don't I I don't know that it is peaceful, but I, I my guess is that Pope Francis will uh, declare it peaceful. You think? I think he will. I think he'll do the diplomatic thing, restore ties, yeah, restore dialogue, yeah, and uh, then and, again, and, do you want say, do you want diplomacy? Do you do you want to restore ties? When the offer, when the outstretched hand comes with strings attached. To me, that's not really stretching out your hand. When you say, hey, I want to restore ties with you, you have to make the first move. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a bullshit move on my, in my book. Yeah, but isn't that often how diplomacy ends up working? No, I think diplomacy usually ends up like real diplomacy is I'm going to take the first step here. Real diplomacy is I'm going to reach out to you with an offer of with an right. olive branch. And but, then you and then I'm going to hope that you come back to me right. with an equal olive branch. But and I think that's probably like, you know, textbook perfect world type stuff, but like I think a lot of times in international relations it's somebody making a dick move and then you having to decide how you're going to be. Right. And they're making a dick move. Yeah. And he's going to have to decide to be diplomatic, truly diplomatic. Right. And and say, yeah, sure, you're peaceful. 
I'm going to say, by the way, that was a dick move. Right, exactly. Hmm. Thanks for the dick move. <laughs> uh, let's start from a... Yeah, I, w- I, would, I, w- I would probably move, move the, uh, the question just a little bit further. You know, and he might also come up with a very nice way of, of reaching out that might placate right. their thing without him having to say the line. Right. Because, I mean, I think it is hard to say that Islam is peaceful. And I think it's hard for any observer of Islam to say that it's peaceful. I can't, there are, I can't there even are say that Christianity is peaceful. Well, exactly. Right. So there, there are individuals. There are, like you said, the vast majority even. Right. Who are good people, who are upstanding, who are blah, 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 blah. But, but we, we know too much about it to and say we've that also, it's peaceful. We've reported on polls that of muslims that have shown that a majority think that there's that, that that there's good cause to use or not good cause but there's cause to use like mm-hmm. like suicide bombing yeah. in defense of islam yeah that's not peaceful that's not peaceful yeah that's the opposite of peaceful and until gandhi yeah. is peaceful gandhi's peaceful gandhi might be one of the rare examples right of actual peaceful right yeah and showing how pe- how effective peaceful can be yeah if you've got, you know, if if you're if you're strong on it, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, this the the dick move. That's what we're gonna call that one. <laughs> um, I I I I I'm reporting a story now, and it's about Kansas schools and an uproar about, or or rather, a debate about what their curricula will be for the for for public high schools etc oh oh interesting okay this the, could be interesting. The, the common core curricula when when there's a public debate in states like kansas i get nervous because <laughs> usually what that means is that like you know jesus is going to make it back into the back into the world or whatever mm-hmm. uh this time the big debates were in the science and english spheres and so when they got to the science, or, or rather in math and English spheres. Okay. So when they got to the science, they were like, uh, I think we should just leave uh, evolution and climate change in there. And everybody was like, okay. Really? So that's that. What, what, do you know what they were arguing about before that? No. It was uh, the, the article what that I'm reading. What was the hot issue in math? I don't know. I, was just, I, I have no idea. To be honest with you, uh, that's not what this article is about. The article is mostly about wow. the fact that they are, and I think that that's that it's newsworthy to say that in Kansas <laughs> they're gonna they're not gonna they're just gonna be fine with it. They're just gonna be okay with evolution and climate change being taught in the schools as actual science because they were finally able to get that damned Pythagoras out. <laughs> right. Right. We're we're not teaching no algebra anymore. <laughs> I found out that was a Muslim math. We don't do no Muslim math, and we're not going to use Arabic numerals either. Mm. We're switching back to good old fashioned Roman numerals, mm. just like the Lord intended. Oh boy, <laughs> that would be a mess. <laughs> be funny though, a whole group of kids that are off to college with their Roman numeral knowledge. Mm-hmm. We'd all be able to read copyright dates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly what year that is. You're not tricking anybody. <laughs> what Super Bowl is it? 
MCM three one blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah I don't think about that. Yeah. D I E I O. Well, if you'd like to uh comment on any of this, you can uh find us on Facebook dot com slash TGI Atheist. You could like us as well. Yeah. You can That'd do all nice. you can do that. Uh so far, and I want to make this clear, no one has reported to us that liking us on Facebook has oh shit, that's a lie. So one person, only one person has reported to us that liking us on Facebook has caused problems with their family. Oh. But only one out of all of our likes. So that's a thing you could do. Or you could you could email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah. And so we're going to take a quick little break. This is... Uh, Texas Governor Rick Perry. It's 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 a very very happy uh, little uh, uh, press conference. Oh, just lovely, delightful, wonderful. You know, I realize it's only June, and and uh, but it's a good June, <laughs> and um, the holidays are coming early this year. So, uh, particularly for uh, these. Kuntz cheerleaders and for students across the the state um, of all faiths who want to freely express the simplest of uh, appropriate greetings during holy days. Um, You know, it's a shame that a bill like this one I'm signing today is even required, Uh, but I'm proud that we're standing up for religious freedom in the state. Religious freedom does not mean freedom from religion. Uh, Last October, matter of fact, in this room, I I said that government leaders owe it to the people of all religious uh, faiths, all people who want to project their expressions of faith, uh, to ensure everyone has the right to voice their opinions and worship as they see fit. And I pledge to work during the legislative session to find ways to preserve religious expression, explore ways to protect people of faith. People of faith too often feel they can't express their faith publicly. And if they dare display it, they find themselves under attack from individuals and organizations uh, that have nothing to do with them or their communities for that matter. With us today are members of the Kuntz Cheerleading Squad who can tell you firsthand how that feels. Well, okay. Oh, cute little Rick Perry. <laughs> little little George W. Too. Mm. I freedom of religion doesn't mean freedom from religion. Yeah, he he doesn't remember why there's why why the founding fathers put that in there. I think I th- I think he might not have paid attention <laughs> in school. I, I love that people think that somehow, you know, the 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 fight to keep religion out of the public sphere, out of out of off of public grounds, is, some, is, some, is somehow yeah. It's not a fight against religion. No. And by the way, any of you guys out there who are trying to make it that fight, who are conf- who are who are confusing those two things. Yeah. Be careful about that. Yeah, exactly. Because this—that's not what our fight is about, right? I mean, you may want religion to be gone, 
I know I, how I lovely know, would that be. I know I do. Yeah. But that's the wrong fight to be fighting. And yeah, I agree. The 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 real fight here is just that we keep religion where it belongs. Exactly. Which yeah. is in people's homes and churches and hearts. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and but you know, not. But but not in public schools yeah. or in Court courthouses or anything or, like that. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's just about being having a very clear separation of church and, and state of church and state yeah it's it's, it's a, such an easy concept yeah yep so yeah i all of all of you international listeners <laughs> i know i know we must seem like just <laughs> such dipshits over here in this country uh, that we haven't worked this out yet we'll get to it eventually yeah. Even, eventually it'll all sort itself out We've only been doing it for a couple hundred years. Give us a break. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, we've got some emails to read. Um, oh, first of all, I, I'm just going to jump in and thank uh, Victor, hmm. who uh, who who bought us drinks. Um, pay, hmm. You know, we're still doing the drinks, uh, the, the 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 donations in the form of uh, drinks and hotel stays and, and a meal or a meal. And, yeah. Gases of tank? Or tanks of gas. Yeah, you can do either one of those things. <laughs> anyway, if you go to thankgodimatheist.com, you can uh, you can donate to us in those ways, or you can donate uh, to us in the regular way, which is just to uh, to uh, uh, don't either subscribe, meaning be a, a, a monthly donor uh, of a small amount, or you can, you can give us a lump sum donation uh, by clicking the support tab. But yeah, this was Victor. He says, this is Victor from Puerto Rico. Keep up the good work, you guys. Your podcast is hilarious. Oh, thank you, Victor. Thanks, Victor. So that's great. Um, We had a cool email from Amanda who Mm -hmm. says, first off, I love your show and find you endlessly entertaining. Well, that's just not true. We're not endless. We're only only entertaining for, for an hour and a half a week at most. But thank you for that, for that thought. Way to quibble, Dan. <laughs> Just trying to be accurate, that's all. <laughs> no, she finds us endless, endlessly entertaining and informative. Uh, <clears throat> I was a little suspicious when I saw your show because I've listened to a few other atheist-themed podcasts, and they all seem to be very angry, be, be the very angry atheists, and no one likes that. But I was not disappointed. I love your senses of humor, and I love it when you are sarcastic because it is so close to how I would deal with it. Uh, though you talk a lot uh, uh, about a lot of sad or upsetting things, you always seem to find some sort of humor in them. I, I, she does have one question for us, though. Okay. Uh, she's She has a very close friend. I have a very close friend who also happens to be very Catholic. We are both very open uh, 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 to talking about our religion, uh, or for me, the lack thereof, Uh during one of these conversations, the idea of atheists having celebrations of life parties instead of funerals came up. My friend then brought up that she had an atheist aunt who, before her death, decided that she wanted to have a party like this, much to the dismay of her Catholic family. Um, my first reaction to this was, good for her. She should get to decide how to deal with her death. But then my friend brought up that this decision uh, on her aunt's part what didn't allow their family to grieve in a way that they found appropriate. She told me that there were few in her, uh, a few of her family members who didn't come to the party in protest of it. Uh, she says, I was just interested in your opinions on the topic, especially uh, in the case of a very religious family. 
Thanks so much, and uh, she enjoys our shows. Well, thanks, Amanda. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's a fascinating topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? Here's here's what I th- here's my reaction. Okay, dive in. Um, because it was a party that she was throwing for herself before her own death. I agree. Good for her. Okay, but this, this is this is not about a funeral. This is not well, about... no, but but it was after her death. My sense is that it was. Uh... My friend then brought up that she had an atheist aunt who, before her death, decided that she wanted to have a party like this, much of this may have her Catholic. Oh, okay. before her death, she decided. She decided that to after her death. She okay. wanted she wanted a, a celebration of life party rather than a funeral. Oh. Yeah, but still, I mean. So there's two here, 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 there's, there's two things at play here. There right. is the wishes of the of the dying, yes, versus the needs of those who are who who exactly. remain afterwards. Yeah, and then so what I would say to that is actually I think a really good example of of this is our when our friend Eric passed away. The family had the big Catholic funeral, blah 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 blah. A month later, his friends, who actually had a much better sense of what he would have wanted, had a completely secular, and. Uh, devoid of god uh memorial right and it was lovely and and party and party to which his parents showed up yeah they ended up showing up because they wanted to see and they wanted to hear what everybody had to say and but but again that's you know i mean of course his friends couldn't step in and say no to the funeral right but it actually ended up being a really nice thing and why would you why would you step in and say no to a funeral i mean i don't i don't want a mormon funeral oh well no but here's the thing. And, and, but but that's what my family would want. Yes, and I get that. But here's here's where here's where I think our thing with Eric was a great idea. And 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 here's where I think society should probably be going, which is not about how you inter the body or what you know what rites and and you know who do you 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 do over the casket. But what we should be talking about is if your parents need a cer- a ceremony a service that's in their language mm-hmm. to deal with it fine i personally think mormons have horrible funerals and right. that they're boring and nobody actually is allowed to grieve right but if it, if it floats your boat if it makes if the makes the universe make sense to you i don't care sure let me tell you something having been through some pretty rough grieving mm. Fucking grieve the way you want to grieve. Yeah. And you know what? If you need to have a, a Mormon party or a Catholic, you know, a Catholic service, if you need to sing dirges in the dark, whatever, do what you gotta do. Yeah. I think I think I think the idea of multiple uh things to accommodate multiple people is not a bad idea. I I, I agree. I think that, that having multiple is is good. Um but at the same time and and I and I know that you know it's probably the worst time to be asking somebody to be like true and honest <laughs> is when they're dealing with you know somebody who they love passing right. But at the same time, I do think that it's. I mean, this is you're how not true to the person are you being right? Right by having something that is just completely, you know, the exact opposite of what they would want right. It's a it's a good like, question. You, you, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, and I know, I know, funerals are for the living, but you you there has to be a part of you somewhere that knows it's wrong mm. to be holding a big Catholic funeral or a boring Mormon funeral 
or whatever for this person who absolutely didn't believe it and who in no way, shape, or form would have wanted that. Right. It's why I, when my father died, uh, invited his bishop, his Mormon bishop, to say a prayer at the beginning of, of the service, even though me, my mother, my sister, none of us are practicing Mormons. Right. But I, you know, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a gesture to my dad who that's what he believed and that's where right. he would have, what, what he would have wanted. Now we didn't have, we didn't do a Mormon service. Right. But I, I wanted to throw that out there. Plus most of his family, a lot of the other people who were attending the funeral, that made sense to them. Right. So, but there, but there were even though some... it sticks in my craw, was, I, I forget this detail. Did did you have him in his temple clothes before mm-hmm. he was? No, we we cremated, cremated him. No, uh, no, we didn't do that. Okay, we didn't bother with it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there were some things, but but my dad wouldn't have cared that much about those things because okay. he. I mean, my dad was pretty pragmatic about that sort of thing. Right. It's not like Jesus is not going to let you in because you your family didn't put you in the right clothes when before right. they burned you. Right. So, so and yeah, I, I mean, yeah. but, but yeah, that, that, that's a valid question. And, you know, you have to ask, so for Mormons, that can be a big deal. Right. Now the, the guy, the, the funeral, uh, serve the funeral director. director who was helping us said that that's not necessarily a big deal in, even in Mormon theology, mm. it's more a cultural thing. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just want he's with... good at his job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was actually great. He was a really I, I I really liked him. Anyway, I you know, it's I do think the funerals are for the living. Yeah. And and here's the other thing, but it makes me so uncomfortable the idea of passing maybe like if I did pass before my parents. Right. Right. Oh yeah. I hate the idea that they yeah. would get to make a lot of decisions like that. And they I would. Mean, and they would. And but I mean, fortunately, I I mean, I hope I will outlive them. Right. I mean, who, you can't say. No, I mean, you can't. But and the truth is that if you don't, you will not be around to be outraged. No, I won't. <laughs> but it. But the it, rest of us. The will thought know. of it is in, in. You know, I find it's, outraging. It's galling. Yeah. I. But I. You know, I've often said to my wife Andrea that uh, I think it would almost be pretty funny if someone had a uh, a religious funeral for me. Hmm. I think that'd be I because I, I, I'm not going to care. So right. <laughs> hell, have a Mormon funeral, have a have a Catholic funeral. It, it'll just it'll it just tickles me right now. I think it's funny. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, anyway, thanks Amanda for for that. Um, uh, Richard wrote into us um, because we you, you'll recall that we had Bri- uh, we played an audio clip of Brian Fisher uh-huh. um, uh, talking about how. It, what holds atoms together is clearly Jesus. You remember this? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and he just said he wanted to mention that although it was legitimate to ask why protons stick together in the nucleus and when they are all positive, uh, this isn't an, inter- an instance of inserting God into the gaps in scientific understanding. The answer is that there are fun- there's a fundamental force called, quote, strong nuclear force, mm. which sticks protons together. Uh, even though their electric charges repel each other. Uh, it has a very short range, which is why you only hear about it in particle physics. The strong force overcomes the electronic, the electric repulsion because it is, you know, strong. <laughs> uh, and he says this has been known since the 70s, and he was taught it in school when he was 17. Uh, indeed, 
Although, and he, what's funny is that uh, is is that Richard also says a lot is known about the strong force. It is no more mysterious than a magnet. Hmm. Well, I got news for you. They're both kind of still mysterious. <laughs> we know well, that we know that those forces are there. We still don't know why they work yet. Hmm. But well, it's just like that ICP song. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Magnets are it's a fucking miracle. It's a fucking Jesus miracle. Yeah, that's what know. it is. But you, yeah, I think we can clear. We can safely pronounce the uh, strong nuclear force not Jesus. <laughs> I think that's that might. I think that's a safe place to go with that. Um, okay, we've got a couple of people talking about the monument. Yes, and we're, that's and 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 we're going to lead into our next discussion from uh, one of these things. Um, Should I take one of them? Sure. Okay, so uh, this is an email from Scott, um, and he says that he uh, says I can't say that I agree with your point of view. I think we can agree the best possible solution would be for a Christian for the Christian right to fold and take the thing down. But in situations like this, it's important to let them know that barring surrender, they will be facing ridicule in the form of mocking retaliation. When Bibles are passed out on high school campuses, we don't pass out pamphlets on Socrates or Kantian philosophy, but instead we inform the children that their God is a lie, or we preach about the flying spaghetti monster. By building a less abrasive, more artistically pleasing fountain-type monument, uh, perhaps with a small placard claiming it for atheism, what message exactly are we sending? One, we have taste. Two, we are non-confrontational. Three, we have nothing meaningful to say. Four, please feel free to build a giant weeping crucified Christ next to me, as I will only accent- as as I will only accentuate his beauty. Uh, and then he, he goes on. Um, I, in this case, referring to the fountain. The right. fountain is now speaking those. Right. Afraid. Exactly. Um, they need the fear of God in them. He says that if they trample our constitutional rights, they will pay a consequence. Um, and then, uh, I think when you are bemoaning the confrontational aspects of atheism, you're confusing the two faces with which I think atheism must simultaneously wear, um, the sympathetic outreach face, which you were talking about is perfectly appropriate when dealing with liberal Christians, agnostics, the apathetic, etc. Uh, in that context, friendly conversations, a smile and a low profile are great in terms of a legal campaign, which is being waged across the country against the fundamentalists it needs to be a no holds barred slash and burn campaign to the death the mixing of church and state needs to be rooted out christian fundamentalism ruthlessly mocked indoctrination in the schools needs to be confronted etc and then he continues that it's sort of uh equivalent to the gay rights movement where you or the need, civil rights movement. or the civil rights movement yeah. uh where you need um you need people saying fuck you we're doing this. Yeah. And he, he makes the point that, um, that let's see, it's the uppity folk are the reason for oppressed social groups progress. Mm. And he, he continues on. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's the gist of it. Um, all the best. Love the show. Scott. Thanks Scott. Yeah. Thank you, Scott, for chiming in on that. So what we got here is a question of, so we should we should clarify that this was a this email was in reference to our idea about this bench which right. was which was that it shouldn't be 
full of atheist quotes, it should be a celebration of church and separation, of se- church and state. separation of church and state, and and uh, and uh, uh, constitutional values. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that that would be a fitting monument that would highlight how inappropriate the other one is. Right. Without... While, while at the same time being appropriate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and being an example of hey, look what an appropriate thing looks like. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Scott, I can't go with you on this one. Hmm. I, uh, I can't, I, here, here's the thing. I, I get that, that there's a fight happening here, mm-hmm. but I don't think the fight is religion versus irreligion. It's not atheists versus believers. Right. That's not what this fight is. This fight is just for us to all get to the place where we can all, we all live comfortably together. Right. That's the fight. The fight and 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 believe me, it's a harder fight than 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 it sounds. Right. But the fight is not us versus them. Well, it's it's what's interesting is I don't see the fight, the atheist fight as really being that analogous to civil rights or the gay rights movement because those were I mean, these are groups who are actually the country is withholding rights from. Right. Right. It's not balancing out how our rights all work together, right? How does religious freedom work with freedom of expression and so forth and so right, on? Right, right. Like we're, 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 we're trying to navigate and trying to figure out how our rights balance. I don't feel like when there's a, a, a monument sitting on a courthouse, you know, lawn, I don't feel like, I don't. You're not feel, oppressed by I'm it. I'm not feeling oppressed. Exactly. Right. It's wrong. It's wrong. It shouldn't be there. And, and, and it does... The truth is that as an atheist walking into that courthouse, you're going to feel like this is not a courthouse for me. This is not, you know, there, there's some, the message is this is for Christians. And, you know, an atheist walking in there and a Muslim walking in there, mm-hmm. you know, anybody, any of these people walking in there is going to feel like, oh, I may not have a fair shot here. That could be a, a valid concern when you see, when you uh, walk into yeah. a courthouse. So, so I mean, it, but that doesn't equate to oppression i don't I, yeah i don't think so and the other thing is that even if it did it's such a mild oppression <laughs> compared to you know what to, to what these other civil we have a civil rights issue here but it's so much milder than the the civil rights issues of 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 you know of the 60s and 70s with the you know with race issues and mm-hmm. and the civil rights issues that we're still working on I mean we're still working on the race issues yeah but we're still working really hard on the gay issues mm-hmm. I just don't think you can equate them I think that it's very important uh I think that our fight is incredibly important uh it it's really it, it it's 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 crucial mm-hmm. that we're clear in this country about the separation of church and state, and, it's, and there are other fights too that we need to be fighting, which is which are things like yeah, we need to acknowledge science and eschew pseudoscience. You know, we can't right. we can't equate religion, which is a bunch of unsubstantiated and and impossible to substantiate claims, with science. Right. They, we got to make sure that the, these the the people who are trying to 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 counterbalance science with religion aren't successful. Right. Because they're not, they're two totally different things. Right. All we, of these are really important fights. Right. But we don't need to be jerks about it. 
Right. We, and we and frankly, I think it hurts our cause. I do too. When we are angry, when we are when we, not when we're angry, or you're allowed to be angry. Yeah, I get angry. Sure. But when when our response to these things is to scream and shout and call and name call mm-hmm. and finger point mm-hmm. and say we're better than you are. Right. We're not hurting our we're not helping our cause at all. Right. There's nothing in that that helps our cause. Right. All we're doing is setting up an us versus them fight. And that's well, not what this is. And what's being described here is sort of all out war. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, uh, no holds barred slash and burn. I mean, right. And, and Scott, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to just. Yeah, we're not trying to pick on you, Scott. But, <laughs> but I hear but, your point. But, but his, his point is one that's shared by a lot of people. A lot of people feel the way that Scott does. Well, clearly American and, Atheists does. Mm-hmm. Because they're putting up the monument. Yeah. I just think I just think we really need to look at what is the end goal. Mm-hmm. Is the end goal eradication of religion? Mm-hmm. Or is the end goal everybody gets to believe whatever they want to, but with, but with correct uh, boundaries in place? Mm-hmm. And I think it has to be the latter. Mm-hmm. If you want to eradicate religion... Good luck. Well, I say, you know, <laughs> teach science to your kids. Yeah, but like, you, but that's not going to eradicate religion. It's not. It but can, you, but you nothing can. Make, can. You, and and e- teach science as much as you want to your kids. The great, the great lesson that I think everybody should learn through the should have learned through the ages is: guess what? Your kids aren't going to turn out the way you wanted them to. Right. Well, that's you know? true. And so you better just raise your kids, love them, teach them to love other people. Teach them, teach them the way that you see the world. Yeah, and then be perfectly, perfectly prepared for them to go off and get religion. Yeah, because, because you're <laughs> not going to be able to fix it. Yeah. Just like, so, just like my parents couldn't keep me in religion, and right. your parents couldn't keep you in right. religion. It, it, it there's it's no just going to keep going. It's just yeah. going to because it's human. Yeah, that's how that's how we do. We're, it, We're it, a nutty, nutty species. I, I mean, I would. Do I think that religion could ever like mostly go away? I think it could. Uh-huh. I don't think we're anywhere near it. We're not, you know, we're not even hundreds of years probably from it. I mean, who knows? Maybe we're a couple hundred years yeah, from I, it being possible. I think it's closer. I think it's closer than we might know. But here's what I also think. And this is this is what we alluded to earlier in the podcast today. I think it's I think the thing that's going to more the the effect that Scott is talking about the fight that he is talking about the mm-hmm. the uh, the confrontation that he is talking about all that serves to do is galvanize uh-huh. the religious absolutely it gives them a rallying cry uh-huh. it gives them something to hold on to uh-huh. to say we don't even need to look at our religion and whether or not it's good or, it's right or wrong right because we've got an enemy to fight yeah. And as soon as they they have this a rallying cry, as soon as they have a, a, a you know an enemy, they just they just hold on to each other for dear life and and start marching. Mm-hmm. It's if you make it us against them, then they'll be against us, right? You know, and and that's probably a really dumb way of saying it. But no, no, that's a smart way of saying it because it's true. Yeah. If you, they may still be against us if we're not against them, right? But the truth of the matter is it's, that if we're and this is part this is where I want to transition the, our our conversation to. This is about how do we communicate and what is the goal of our communication. Right. Uh and and I've been thinking about this a ton 
since you and I met with Pastor Charles mm. in Waco, right? Uh, you know, outside at, at, outside of Waco at the uh, at the the uh, the compound where the where the Branch Davidians had their showdown, because we tried to talk with that man, and we spent hours. We spent an hour and a half trying to get him to have a conversation. And all he wanted to do was spout his his preaching at us. So the question is, what are we doing to communicate? And uh, frankly, and the other thing is that that you and I learned that if we had just heard his what he was saying, we could have very easily dismissed him as nutball Mm -hmm. and just dismissed him entirely. I think that when we are abrasive, when we are confrontational, when we are finger pointing and yelling. It makes us super easy to to dismiss. Right, we're just. I mean, Bill Riley can just write us off in. Bill O'Reilly can just write us off in three point two seconds. Mm-hmm. However, if all we're willing to do is have actual discussions, is to be really reasonable and only willing to be reasonable, not willing to point fingers, not willing to be loud and obnoxious, then they have to meet us at, at the point of reason. Mm-hmm. We still fight the fights. We still go to the Supreme Court and say this is not oh, acceptable. We still do all of that. We don't roll over, but we don't. But we being do. Being nice isn't being a pushover. No, not at all. Yeah, and it's not even about being nice. It's about insisting on reason. Mm-hmm. It's about insisting that this is not. You know, insisting on showing them that this is not about us versus them. This is about just making sure that we have the proper boundaries in place. Right. That's all it is. It's, it's not actually, a, quite honestly, it's about all of us. It's about all of us together. Yeah. This is about America being being the correct America. Right. And I think everybody could get behind it if we if we framed it right. If you framed it that way. Maybe. Maybe. There are people who believe that the correct America is a Christian one. Well, but that's but but the correct America has disagreements. Right. And we'll always have disagreements. Yeah, but like I mean, I, I think that I think that a message that a lot of people could get on board with is is just that we can that 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 if we're not if it doesn't seem like we're fighting against religion, mm-hmm. right? Right. Then the religious folk won't feel as threatened. Right. As threatened, they'll feel threatened because let's face it, they're insecure in their position and all right. that. But right. nonetheless, they they won't fe- they won't be quite as defensive. Exactly. In my mind. Exactly. And so. The, the 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 ability to have a conversation about this is about you being able to be Christian and you being able to be as Christian as you want. But we have to agree that there are certain places, such as the schools, where you 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 can still be Christian, but you don't but you can't but we're not gonna have institutional prayer because that's not your church. Right. We who who how are we gonna pick? How are we going to pick who gets to pray? And the thing is that you know, like, if, if we're yelling at each other as two groups, you know, if, if we're fighting each other as groups, then neither is going to be willing to listen to the other group. Right. Because we have an argument that could very well appeal to the, to these Christians. Yeah. We have lots of, ar- you know, all you have to say is, really, do you want the Muslims praying in your school? What if you're, <laughs> what if you're, you happen to live in a, in, you yeah. know, in the one Muslim county in Tennessee? Right. Do you want your kid to be exposed to Muslim prayer every day? Right. Well, if not, then then you see our point. Right. But they're not going to hear that if what they think if they think it's just propaganda coming from the enemy. 
Right. They're going to, they, the only chance we have at anybody hearing each other, mm-hmm. and we need to hear their side too, Right. is if it's coming from a place of we need to sort this out. Yeah. We're all Americans. We need to just sort it out. And it's, you know, and that's, that's, yeah. There are a lot of paranoid people in this country though. Yeah, that's true. And as and I have to tell you, as somebody who has been trying to get roundup interviews for a project that he's working on, there are people who just won't trust you. Yeah. That there are people who and and the reasons that they won't trust you are are ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. Like like seriously, like people see people get a call from someone in the media and they think that they are talking to a rabid liberal who wants to poke fun and who wants to make them look bad because they're conservative. Right. Or religious or whatever. And they just automatically assume it. Yeah. Well, but when we talked to Pastor Charles in Waco, mm-hmm. he assumed that about us. Yeah. I mean, we weren't just saying we were from the media. We said we were from, thank God I'm atheist. No, I know. I know. But a little bit of conversation, and suddenly he was trusting us to the point of like giving us, telling, not giving us the key to his to his church, but telling us where the hidden key was so right. that we could go into his chapel. Yeah, I mean, I know that the I, I'm just saying I'm not I'm not saying that that would work for everybody. Right. I'm not saying I'm, I know there are paranoid people who are just going to be paranoid. Right. I say let's exclude them from the conversation. You know what I mean? Like, okay, fine. If you're going to be antisocial, if you're going to not going to be part of the conversation, you don't get to be part of the conversation. Right, but I'm saying that the paranoia isn't it it, it it's it's a consequence of the the divide that exists in our society. Indeed. That this 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 is not this is not people who are paranoid, right? Who who clinically are paranoid right who have some sort of neurosis or something these are not people who you would typically say are antisocial it's that they have this suspicion this deep-rooted suspicion that 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 how could some like because like and i'm honest with people i'm not that may be part of the problem sometimes (laughs) is that i i tell people if 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 they're sort of like being a little well blah 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 and I, i say you know i am a liberal Mm-hmm. You know, I do have a lot of liberal views, um, but um, I'm not the kind that you think I am. Yeah. I'm the kind who's like really, really interested in telling a fair story. Yeah. Like, like I'm like, I'm like the crazy kind of liberal, you know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the hippy dippy kind or nor am I like the, the one who, who wants, who thinks I'm better than you. Right. I'm just the one who, who just thinks differently and I want to tell your story. Whether or not I agree with your story, yeah, politically, yeah, so, I, 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 I think that that uh, the approach here needs to be about getting America. You know, all we want is for the rights to be correct, uh, is is for the lines to be drawn in the right way, mm-hmm. and that right way serves everybody if we can demonstrate that. Right, but we can't demonstrate it if everybody is fighting. Right. There's no room for that. There's, you know, soldiers don't have ears. So here, here here's, yeah, that's true. Um, he, let, let's go through, like, let's think about some pros of being more of the angry kind of atheist. Like, well, I mean, and honestly think of them. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I definitely think that in the 60s, 
there needed to be some fighting, mm-hmm. some physical, you know, the country needed to see that it was so bad mm-hmm. that people were turning water hoses on peaceful people marching. Right. I think that that, that was vital. Um, I would point out that the most uh, compelling images of the civil rights movement were the one one side being violent against another side that was not being violent. Exactly. Those are the most compelling images. Those were the those were the strongest messages. Mm-hmm. It was not the black people fighting, although that happened and it probably needed to happen. Yeah. But the compelling images, the images that swayed our country the most, yeah. were the ones of peaceful people doing something. That, that they was right that they knew was was controversial and that they knew was going to be a problem for people and that they knew they were putting themselves in danger for and letting the consequences fall mm-hmm. now that doesn't mean that that was the only thing that ha- that that made the civil rights movement successful and mm-hmm. it was largely successful right but so so he, so I don't know I mean there are, there are times when you need to fight I'm just wondering I mean but what, yeah what is what i mean because i i think okay so one of the pros is and I, and i do agree uh with with the american atheists and their assertion about getting press they get press for it yes they do that is that is a fact they do get press for it but i got to say but is press i got to say that any atheist monument going onto a site or any any monument presented by a group of atheists in response to another mon to a a, a Ten Commandments monument is going to get the press. Yeah. It doesn't matter what what's on it. It's just going to get press. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, this particular in this particular moment, that's a thing. Now, not every atheist billboard gets press. No, that's true. So there's that. But it gets attention. It gets people's attention. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think, uh, but I think that there. Are, I, I, so I think that press is important. Mm-hmm. I think you know, getting the message out there. Is important, but what message is getting out there is equally important. Right. What the mess, what the message is is that's conveyed, is just as important as getting the message out. Because if the message that gets out is, we're here for a fight and we're fixing to fight you, mm-hmm. that's then then that's what they're going to hear. They're not going to hear why you know we're here for a fight and that fight is just and good. Mm-hmm. They're just all they're going to hear is. We're your enemy now. Let's let's do this. What about the assertion that I've heard before, especially amongst uh, the gay community, that sort of the more radical side makes the moderates seem nicer and easier to talk to? No, the radical side just makes nobody, everybody want to dismiss the entire movement. That's my thinking. I believe, and we've encountered it. You walk up anybody anytime any of you and be honest if you've walked up to somebody and said that you're an atheist and they dismiss you there's no conversation that happens if they think you're you're their enemy they're not going to want to talk to you about it doesn't matter how nice you are you're already out of the conversation because the conversation has been framed in the us versus them mode they might yell at you but they're not going to want to hear what you have to say. Don't you think? Well, I... I think sometimes... I, I think sometimes it is an accurate statement. I know that here in Salt Lake, when... Um, I know that 
certain sort of ad hoc groups when uh, they got a little bit more sort of um, not militant, <laughs> but just a little bit a little bit nastier. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this doesn't work for the people who. You know, sorry, folks, um, if you're not local, you're not going to get it. But it doesn't work for, like, your Chris Butters of the world. Mm. You know, you're you're just nitwit legislators, legislators who are – they just – they're just going to see it the way they see it, and that's that's that. They're, right. Like, w- it'll never work for certain people. Well, and, but I know that the, I know that it works on for, both sides of the aisle. I know that it ended up working for the LDS church. That, it, what that, did? That, that they had – nice friendly people to talk to and there were angrier other people like 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 i think that certain people ended up looking a lot more reasonable and a lot more like well okay the, none of these people are going to shut up who are we going to talk to right and then the the nice ones got in the door okay i sh- that's a strategy i I got to think that – see, here's the thing. In Scott's email, he says that the uh, – he says that our proposed monument had the would have the effect of sending the message that uh, we are non-confrontational and we have nothing meaningful to say. I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe that I'm non-confrontational. I'm actually quite confrontational mm-hmm. in the sense that I'm willing to confront these issues. I'm not confrontational in the sense that I'm against other humans. Right. I'm just I just think that there's a that this is a an a hugely important fight, a hugely important concept that we need to wrap our heads around collectively. Mhm. That's not, that to me is not non-confrontational. I don't I don't know. I don't know if there's a you know I think people are mad. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I and and hurt. You know what I think? I think people are hurt and and sad. And I think anger is usually hurt and sad, sort of taking an aggressive form. And so I think, I guess my sense is show the hurt, showing the hurt, showing people that their actions have hurt you, mm-hmm. is more effective than showing them that you're mad about it. And this is where it gets difficult and a little, um, this is where the eighth, again, this is a a good point, good place to contrast us, the the atheist movement against any of the civil rights movements, Mm. because it's so easy to see how people are hurt when, when it is truly something like the gay rights movement or the so or the civil rights movement, when itself. people are being dragged behind when, a truck on a chain, yeah, well, chain it's clear we... it's clear what they're being denied, right, right, right. Whereas when it is us, like like like, how do you show an atheist hurt? It's tougher, you know. Your it's... average atheist, how are we being hurt by the Christians? It's a it's a longer conversation. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a trickier conversation. Yeah, but what we but like I said, what we do is we demonstrate that it hurts all of us not to have good good a good separation of church mm-hmm. and state. Show, or it could potentially hurt you. Yeah, show the Christians how they could be hurt by this. That's a great way to start. Mm-hmm. 
I'm hurt by this, and let me show you why. And let me let me just put you. Why don't you put yourself in my place, or put right. your, or let me give you a demonstration of what could happen to you, right? And see how you how it makes you feel, right? Empathy is going to be what wins this battle. Empathy is what's winning the battle in all of these things. Eventually, you have mm-hmm. to get to the point where the other side is empathetic to your cause, right? The effective things that are happening now that's turning the tide for the gay movement is that everybody's got everybody's finally learning that they've got an uncle or a nephew or a niece right who's gay right someone that they love is saying hey by the way i'm this thing right that you hate right look at me look into my eyes and tell me that you that mm-hmm. you hate me the way you've said you hate these other people right or understand how your not even hatred but how your uh, denial of rights to gays affects me right and as soon as they have to do that they start to they, hearts melt mm-hmm. it's just how it works and so ultimately i mean is that the silver bullet for the atheist movement coming out coming out I, you know maybe partly i mean certainly we we atheists are greater in number than gays mm-hmm. that's true it seems it seems like that's got to be a part of it i mean we're we're a ways behind the gay movement in terms of coming out yeah so and people understanding why it's important and right. people feeling like there's a community that's waiting for them. I mean, personally, I think the strongest thing that we could be doing right now, more so than, than, than just about anything else, it would, would be um, to build our community uh-huh. um, and to push the message of coming out. Pure and simple. I mean, those two things seem to me, because again, the, the, the sheer volume, the sheer numbers of people. Right. And standing behind each other when mm-hmm. we do come out. Yeah. That's the other thing. Right. It, well, if there's yeah. community waiting for you, right. a community that you want to belong to. And I think that's the point is, is as, as we look at this sort of angry thing, unless you're right there with them and we keep hearing from so many people that they're not mm. in such a disproportion. Now, of course there are listeners, so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> birds of a feather, right? Yeah. Um, but but I, I really just think that there are so many people who are sitting out there who who are not coming out because of who they don't want to be associated with. True. That's why they're not coming out is because of the angry bullshit. Right. Because of bullshit monuments. Exactly. And the only way that we don't... we well, the, the, a bullshit monument. The, the only <laughs> way one. that we know how many atheists there are is not from a, a visceral sense of it is not from meeting all of our atheist neighbors. No, the way that we know is by, is from, is from anonymous, uh, yeah. polling. uh, polling. That's it. Until there's a face to this. We thing. don't have a, you're right. There is no sense of our numbers, right? There's no, yeah, there's no visceral sense of it at all. No, there's nobody. Yeah. You don't get that, that feeling. Now you and I have got, have, you're wearing a Montgomery area free thought association t-shirt <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> We are in the privileged position of get, having been able to meet a whole lot of really cool atheists yeah. all over the country. Yeah. But that's not that's not everybody. No. And, you know, people people don't know that there's a happy, healthy group of people out there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. And it, frankly, until we have community, we won't be able to win this fight. No, I, I agree. We won't. Yeah. Because all that will be it'll happening be... is it'll, it'll be this fringe group of people uh-huh. screaming and shouting. It'll be just lawsuit after lawsuit after right. lawsuit with apparently settlements right when when you figure out that you're not going to win so that that lead to whatever so right. until so, until america sees that their friends their neighbors 
their you know coworkers are largely atheist are 25 the 20 20% one in five of their friends and neighbors doesn't believe in god and they're is, still good people is a non is a non yeah is a nun a nun yeah doesn't have a doesn't have a religion right until they have a, a sense of that a real sense of that we're going to be way too easy to to dismiss yeah as just screaming and shouting people yeah and until we come up with our own with 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 i mean we don't have a universal identity because as we know atheism isn't and nor would we want one no no, we need to be a, a large and diverse group because that's what we are. Right. Because that's what because that's honesty. But but until we can say, you know, it's safe to come out, come on out, and and you know, and to, and yeah, until we can be inter- integrated into society and 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 everyone knows that we're there, and and who we are, it's 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 just going to be an uphill battle. So, but you know, we're still we still got to fight it. We still got to keep going. Mm-hmm. But I I think you're right. I think that's our goal. That should be the goal for right now. Because it's not like you know nobody's dying in this thing. No, nobody's 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 being denied a vote. Nobody's being denied marriage. Nobody's being like like it's hard to figure out. Really, I mean, kids are being denied. We're being an atheist to- podcast, and we're we're. We are now able to be accused of trivializing our our own no our own I thing. Mean, here here's <laughs> here are the situations. There are there there are atheists, non-believer kids who are uh, in schools where there are prayers going on. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that sucks. That does suck. There there are religious pressures on these kids. Yep. Um. There are people. There are people there... who are unable to. Um who are unable to, you know, feel safe in their employment. Right. There you know? yeah, exactly. There are people who feel like if they're open o- about who open they are, about who they are, they will not be able to rise up in their company. They will right. not they will lose out on a lot of things. We've heard from multiple listeners. Right. Who who and there are people who And and that's that's something that that is something that we should uh we shouldn't be feeling. Right. right? These and are that, these that are these are hurts that our community takes. Right. Exactly. And, and that's may- valid. And maybe maybe our challenge here is to actually start to identify, you know, real world situations that that the atheists where, where atheists do feel right. You know, the the, the marginalized that the, that the, that the larger <clears throat> oppressed a little. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> um, we're definitely yeah, it's definitely an oppressed and marginalized group. So. So just we, not in the same we, way. We articulate what those things are. True, right? And I don't know and we, and that lawsuits to... are connecting with the public in the way that you would want them to. Right? Lawsuits. Lawsuits are great because we do need to. But because we have to be this, fighting. Because these eventually, this is about laws. Exactly. At the end, the end goal about this is about laws, and so it would seem like the best place to fight this battle is in the courtroom. Right. But it's not until we have an understanding. Well, or a, I'm not. I'm not going to. I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's not a good place to be fighting. It. No, I think no, no, it's no, an no, important right, place right. to be fighting it. But it also needs to be fought in out in the public. Correct. And it needs to be fought with sort of building a sense of who atheists are. Yep. And what our contribution is in this country and why we're good neighbors. Yeah. Why you want an atheist on your block. Yeah. And the fact that we're not, you know, we're, we're, we're not amoral 
baby eaters who are going to go burn down your church. Right. It's like the last thing we would probably go do. <laughs> well, there are some out there who might burn baby down eaters. It. No, probably not that. <laughs> because it, the opportunity just, to be honest, just doesn't present itself very often. <laughs> to eat a baby. To eat a baby. It's just you know when you, you get yeah, it's tough. It's tough to even find a baby that you could eat that well, you could get away. Yeah, with I mean y- y- that's the thing. You have to be able to get away with it. <laughs> How do you get away with eating a baby? I think it would be a really be a hard thing to do. It would be tough. It'd eat be tough. a baby? Oh, my God. It's not even worth it. It's not, it's not even worth trying. No, it is worth it. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be having the discussion. Oh, my God. We're in so much trouble now. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we've beat this horse to death. And rambled. And rambled. But you know the, it's so vital. We got to figure out what we're doing here. We we've got a movement. Who? You and me? No, we. The larger we. Capi- you capital you, we. You, me, and Scott. Okay. And Dave Silverman. Yeah. And everybody. We all need to figure out what the hell the goal is here, and figure out the best way to achieve it. And well, I, don't, I, I, I think don't, they I think they have a goal, and I think they figured it out. Who American atheists? Yeah. What's their goal? Their goal is to be litigious and to, to, to get press. Yeah, but what's their end? To what end? To, again, just to, I mean, they like, see, okay, they have identified their goal, and it is to get the message out to the closet atheists that, that, that there are other atheists out there. We've talked about this. Yeah. It's just that we disagree with their methodology. Right. We, we disagree that that's actually the message that... that that, that most of the people want to hear. Right. They've heard back from a lot of people who are sort of like-minded. Yeah. That it works for them. And so you kind of have to say, well, is it, if they are reaching some people, how bad is it? Right. And that's true. Maybe, you know, maybe they, maybe if they're this reaching. This is a multi, we have to have a multi-pronged approach here. Yeah, I absolutely. think they are working for the right goal. I think they have identified it. I think it. so too. I mean, I think that most of their goals are, are laudable and are, and are the same goals that we have. Right and 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 if it's their just, methodology works for them, that's great. Right. The problem is it doesn't work for me. It yeah. doesn't work for a lot of other atheists. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so that's the difficulty. That yeah. that trying to figure that out is what's going to be yeah the real challenge. Yeah, we got to have a lot of voices in this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. But I I don't I hope that you know people who who are supporters of American atheists who listen to us and and anybody who's involved with American atheists who might listen to us. I hope you don't think. That we just hate American atheists as no. an organization. No, I like what they're doing. Yeah, a lot of it, not all of it. I think I, again, I don't think they have a lot of design sense. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow they were able to convince these people that they should be able to put up a monument, and I think that's pretty amazing it's, when you think about it. And they're gonna, they're going to pay for the monument, and they're going to pay for it. Yeah. It's I just something. don't like the monument that they're putting. So, so you see, see where where I'm c- trying to sit right here is it's just like, okay, they're, they're they're doing work, they're working hard. Let's let's you and I, Dan, you and me, try to get a discussion going that you know with us and our listeners that that hopefully can help sway mm. what they're doing. But they they they've got resources. Yeah. They know how to. to, to but get it's stuff not just done. them too. It's it's if if the rest of us are going to do other work. Mm-hmm. What's the other work that can be done True. concurrently? Yeah. 
Yep. There you go. We got there. There's this is not we we did not settle this issue. No, this is not a settled thing. Well, we weren't really setting out to. No, but well, anyways, but the conversation is still going, ongoing and continuing yeah. conversation. Let us know what you think, people. Yeah, Let us know, right like, in seriously, because like, you know, if if we start only hearing from people who are, you know, angry. Well, then, then we're gonna have to. It was great hearing from Scott. It was great. No, no, no. But if if that's the perspective that we start hearing in large amounts, then maybe we need to like, maybe we're wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm open to that. I'm open to hearing to hearing convincing reasons why we're not why 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 we're not right. Right. right? That's great. And so, like, I want to hear from people. But if you agree with us, I also want to hear from you. Too. Yeah, so that's nice. That yeah. feels good. <laughs> well, it's not just about feeling good. It's about the conversation continuing. Mm. So maybe you have something to I'm, add. I'm here to feel good. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you can send me one of those nice messages at facebook.com slash atheist. Right. Or you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah. Love to hear um, from you. Remember, we do have videos on YouTube. You can subscribe there, and then whenever we post anything, uh, you'll just know about it. Yeah. You can you can donate at thankgodimatheist.com. And uh, we'd like to send out thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club uh, for letting us use their music. And thanks to Sarah the Intern. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.